0: Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the NSN Shift Support Podcast. I'm your host, Megan. Thanks so much for tuning in today. It's been a little bit since I've gotten a chance to come on here and talk to you, and I'm so excited to be back in this space. Life just kind of got in the way. We did a ton of traveling in May. Um, Work has been busy. Life has been busy. So I kind of fell behind on the podcast a little bit, but I'm happy to be back. We're going to just keep moving along. Um, Life is not perfect, as we know, so I thought I would just share a little bit of a life update with you since it's been a while since I've done that, let you know how things are going on around here. First off, can I just say it has been so hot in Florida, like hot, hot, hot. The um, heat index has been like 105, 110 every day for the past few weeks. And obviously working in home health, I'm in and out of my car. I'm in and out of people's houses. A lot of people, especially older people, don't like to keep their house very cool. So it's been very hot. I definitely need to work on maybe bringing some type of electrolyte drink or something. Because I feel like I've been getting very dehydrated during the day. Um, so maybe a little bit less iced coffee and more water and electrolytes. We're working on it. But it has just been so hot, um, I knew this was coming, I knew this is how summers in Florida are, but it just feels even hotter than it usually does in June, and I don't know if that's because I'm out so much more or what, but, uh, other than that, work is going, okay, I kind of had some crummy things happen last week that I won't share here, but, um, it wasn't with any patients or anything directly, at least, but just some stuff happened that, like, makes me not super excited to go to work right now. The days have felt really long lately. Um, like I said, it's been really hot. So, I don't know. You know, I just took that week off. I came back expecting to feel, like, full of life. I mean, that's a little dramatic, but I expected to feel better than I do. So, I don't know if I need some more time away, if I need to plan something more fun to do on the weekends, which is I also have been doing that. You know, Bradley and I... When on a date night the last two weekends, I've been going to the pool. Like I'm trying to do things to, you know, um, take care of myself during the week and on the weekends. And it just feels like it's not working. If I'm being honest, and I don't know if this is just like a cycle of nursing because I feel like I've had this in any job. You know, even if you really like your job, you can still burn out on your job. You can still get tired. You can still just not want to go to work. Let's just be honest. So. It is not horrible, you know, I'm not crying before work, I'm not having anxiety, you know, terribly uh, for days before I'm able to sleep at night, so it's nothing that I'm super worried about, but i just been really trying to pay attention to, do I need to do some more self-care things, do I need to talk to somebody, do I, you know, need to put in for some more time off, but whenever you start feeling that burnout, um, feeling at work even if you still like your job go ahead and start being mindful about like what can I do to try to make this better and as always I will preface this with saying I realize we work in a broken system I realize how awful healthcare can be I worked at the hospital and in skilled care for 10 years total as a nurse and as a CNA before that so I understand how broken the system is and that burnout comes a lot from a broken system but I also know I feel like I could work in the most perfect workplace that supported me and I felt happy and fulfilled and all those things and if I'm not you know if I'm not doing the things for my mental health outside of that then I'm still not going to feel great and that's just something I've really learned especially over the past couple years as I've had long haul I took time off work I had PTSD, depression, anxiety that were just totally out of control. Even when I wasn't working, I could just honestly like feel burnout on life and just feel terrible if I wasn't doing the things I needed to do to make myself feel whole and happy. So a little rant there, but just I would love to encourage everyone to pick, you know, one thing to do this week that will fill your cup, that will make you feel happy, that will be good for your mental health. And so, with that, is the perfect segue to go into a little mental health check-in. Um, I have to say, I feel like my mental health really is continuing to improve. It is not perfect. I still have a ways to go. But overall, I feel like my mental health is just, you know, every day it's getting better. Um, it's a, I still have a lot of trouble getting out of bed. Um, I have trouble staying awake and I think some of that is medication induced and I think some of that is long-haul COVID symptoms but that's still a big um, issue my anxiety is definitely better I don't have the constant just like terrible gut-wrenching anxiety that I was having my depression I'm at least able to manage and get through the day now and be out you know go to work go to dinner with my husband. Those kind of things. So all these feel like really big steps. And like I really am, you know, moving forward in my healing journey. Obviously, I still have bad days. I still have days where I can't really get out of bed. Showering seems to like still be something that just feels like so much work. Washing my hair is definitely the worst. A body shower I can kind of handle. But when I have to wash my hair, it's like I have to hype myself up all day. And sometimes it still doesn't happen. But again, overall, I feel like I'm continuing to improve. I'm having better days. Uh, I think one of the biggest things is I'm just like starting to kind of feel happy and more like my old self, which is something I haven't felt in a long time. So that's been super nice. So if you are on a mental health journey, if you have any type of mental illness, if you've struggled with your mental health, just know I'm here. We do have our Innocence Support Group, which is amazing. It's going so well people in that group are awesome and they just, there's so much encouragement and support and story sharing and it's just an awesome group. I love it. I highly recommend you consider it if you're a nurse, nursing student, CNA that is looking for a peer support group and you can find information on the website, which is in the bio or show notes, or you can head over to Instagram at nurses.supporting.nurses and send me a DM there, and I'll get you the information. But it is a complimentary group. We meet every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and I just think it's an awesome thing to be a part of, and I know it's really helped me on my healing journey. I have been open as well about being on medication. Um, my medication, I really believe it saved my life. It really, really was so important that I went on medication and I went on the medication that I did at the time I did because I was really, really struggling. I needed help. I needed something to make it so I could just survive the day. However, I feel like this medication comes with a lot of side effects. I feel like it really makes me tired. I want to say maybe like muffles my emotions. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like hard to feel anything on it. It kind of numbs me. Which, at the time, was not a bad thing when I was crying every single day, all day, and just, like, disassociating so badly and just not able to function. But I just would like to be able to feel a wider range of emotions, I think, especially on the happier end. And I really feel like this medication stunts that. And the fatigue is not fun. Um, I have such bad withdrawals. If I even miss one dose, again, not fun um, not knocking medication, 1000% for medication, but I just feel like maybe my time is ending for this particular medication. I would love to come off all medications, but I don't think that would be smart for me right now. I don't think I'm to that point. I think my doctor and therapist would both agree with that. So hoping maybe I can try something that'll have a little less side effects, but still, you know, keep me moving forward in this healing journey. So again, if you are going through mental health challenges, if you're in the horrible stages of trying to figure out what medication you should or shouldn't take and what's going to work for you, I totally feel you. It's really a terrible journey. It can be a very long journey, but um, just know you're not alone, and if you need someone to talk to, please reach out. I am definitely here. Physically, i um, still tired, like I said, but definitely getting better, having better days, having days off where I actually want to get up and do something, which is a huge improvement. Um, I've been trying to do some swimming workouts because I feel like they're a lot easier on my joints, but they still give me a good, like, cardiovascular workout. They're still, you know, working my muscles to some degree. Um, and it's just so much nicer on my joints because one of my symptoms of long haul is having joint pain. So, And it's just nice, like I'm getting some vitamin D, obviously I wear sunscreen, I'm safe, but I'm getting vitamin D, I'm in the water, our pool is heated, so it just felt amazing, Um, honestly, some days it's like almost too warm, but I'm not going to complain, because I'm always cold, but it's just been awesome, so definitely excited for that, continuing my walks with Declan, Um, trying to get in a mile at least five times a week, don't always hit that exactly, but we are getting out and moving every day, which I think Is great. And, you know, we're trying to I've been getting back into cooking, um, trying to incorporate some more veggies and such in our meals, um, which has just definitely made a difference in both Bradley and I, how we're feeling, our guts are feeling. And I really like cooking, but it's just something that really went by the wayside when my depression and PTSD were so bad. So it just feels so nice to actually kind of be enjoying getting in the kitchen again, enjoying grocery shopping again, and not even enjoying it, but doing it. Because when I was really at my height of just my mental illness, my depression, my PTSD, I wasn't doing anything. My husband was having to do pretty much all of that. And I'm so thankful to him for that, but I know it was a lot for him. So I'm happy to be able to start pitching in a little more, um, helping support him because he owns his own business. He is in his second year, going on third year of owning his own business. He's been super busy, which is awesome. So great. But I know having to make a meal and working from home, and all, you know, he takes care of Declan and Annabelle or dog and cat while I'm gone working and stuff. So I'm just happy to be able to, um, you know, pitch in and support him again. Kind of random, but I wanted to throw out a couple podcast recommendations that I have. Working, again, home health, being in my car so much, I listen to a good bit of podcasts. I like to switch between that and music, but sometimes podcasts, I just like being able to drive, to learn, um, you know, a little bit of good banter is always fun to listen to, and it's just something different from music once in a while. So the first rec I have is the Selfie Show, C-E-L-L-F-I-E. The hosts are Samantha and Tori. They both are on Instagram, Nurse Tori. Uh, Samantha, you probably have seen them before. They're both nurses. I really like their show. They did one on their egg freezing journeys and the emotions that that brought up for them. And just kind of like the like realistic... Uh, the reality that's set in for them that you know our fertility as women as not even just women but as people who ovulate people who have uteruses we have a finite amount of time that we can bear children and have children and we live in a society which is very much pushing uh there's this part of society that is pushing women to hold off on having babies hold off on starting families, focusing on career, focusing on education. And I think that's amazing. Obviously I'm 32, I have no children. I think it's awesome to encourage women to not jump right into having a family if that's not right for them. If that is right for you, awesome. You know, I support all women, all walks pat or all paths, um all childbearing people. I support all of that but I also understand if parenthood is not right for you right away you know maybe parenthood isn't right for you in your 20s or even your early 30s or even your late 30s so they went on the egg freezing journey and I think this might actually be an episode that I would like to talk about because I think nurses there are a lot of people that are choosing to wait to start their families either they are single, they maybe met the right person and they want to enjoy being with them or being married, they're travel nursing, they're going to MP school, they're going to CRNA school, whatever it may be. Nurses can be very career-oriented. They can be very, you know, life-oriented. They want to travel. They have this list of things they want to do before they start a family. But it is important to understand your fertility, um, understand your options, and unfortunately, it's just a fact of life, and it's something that I think we know is there, but it's, you know, it really hits you when you start trying to start a family. Like Tori shared that she and her husband are trying now that they've done their egg freezing to try to have a baby, and the egg freezing was kind of like an insurance policy, so they would have some eggs from her being 34 if they need them in the next few years. And she's not sure, you know, for sure they would use them, but they like knowing that they're there. So now they're trying to um, conceive without any type of fertility treatments, but it just, it really pulled up my heartstrings. It was a really good episode. They have a part two coming up where they're going to have Tori's husband on to talk about his perspective. And I feel like I rambled on this a little bit, but definitely, especially if you have any interest in egg freezing or, you know, fertility or you're waiting to have children or even if you have children, I think it could be a really good episode, but definitely go check it out. I thought it was really good. And then another podcast I really enjoyed was the self-care pod. It is hosted by Carly and Sarah. It is part of Operation Happiness. It is part of Operation Happy Nurse. And Don't Clock Out, I believe, is the other organization. But they interviewed Alexis, who is a TikTok, Instagram influencer. She's a travel nurse. She is queer. She does a lot of advocacy for LGBTQ, um, you know, basic human rights. She actually was invited to the White House. Like, she's just awesome definitely follow her on instagram if you don't they did an interview with her and she talked about you know ways that we could be an ally that one thing that really resonated with me was that being an ally isn't supposed to be easy which i think is so important um if you find you know yourself doing things like she was talking about like pat um posting the black square and how like that's not enough and so if you find yourself just like posting rainbows or only talking about queer and trans rights when you are among people who support queer and trans rights and kind of shying away from it in other times i think that can be just you know something to give some thought why am i doing this you know why am I so uncomfortable? And then maybe working to, you know, speak up because we need allies to speak up in all spaces and at all times, not just when it's easy. I know I shared a post about um, inclusive care and healthcare, includes what's said at the nurse's station and behind closed doors. And I have really honestly heard some just awful things come out of nurses and other healthcare workers' mouths. And a lot of times it's coming from like a place of ignorance, but that still doesn't make it okay. So I definitely have found myself, you know, speaking up. Um, And it is very uncomfortable, especially if you work, you know, I've worked in a Catholic hospital. I've worked in the South. I've worked around just a lot of conservative, um, especially, you know, Christian people, which no, I do not think Christians automatically should be homophobic or ignorant to gay and trans rights but a lot of them are that I have encountered in the south and like I said not all of it's malicious a lot of it just comes from ignorance not knowing a lot of these people you know grew up around straight cis white people and the people that weren't straight cis white people didn't come out as anything but that so I do think a lot of it is education but you know I would say like hey that doesn't make sense or you can't say that or I hate even like repeating these things but like the constant if we had a gay or lesbian couple and they would want to ask like well who's the man and who's the woman who's the husband who's the wife like that's just ignorant first off and I would go toe-to-toe with you over that because that makes no sense and I would try to explain that to them I tried to tell them you know you got to stop putting marriage in this tiny little box it doesn't make sense and when you have trans folks they would say they didn't quote-unquote didn't understand it and it's like well instead of just kind of being judgy and hateful why don't you work to understand it you know google is a thing instagram facebook all that now has so many amazing queer voices sharing and trying to educate you and so if you're a nurse and you find yourself thinking these things saying these things if you feel like you don't understand these things um you know, go follow Alexis. Go follow trans and queer creators. Google. Have open conversations, but don't just let I don't know. I wasn't raised that way, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, be your excuse. But I digress. That's also something for another podcast day. But please, I highly recommend you go listen to it. I thought it had some great food for thought. She also cha- shares her mental health struggles um, with both eating disorders anxiety, uh, depression. She actually had to go to residential treatment as a kid. So it just really, it was just a beautiful podcast. I think she's a beautiful person. I um, admire her so much. Um, So definitely go check it out. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Innocent Shift Support Podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love if you would give us a five-star rating, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Um, It really helps the podcast to grow. It um, offers me a little bit of encouragement, and I would just appreciate it so much. As always, I'm going to leave you with an affirmation for your shift ahead. Today's affirmation is, I am not alone. Even if it feels like you are, even if you are stuck in an unsupportive environment, NSN, Nurses Supporting Nurses, this community, friends, family, someone is there for you, someone wants to listen to you, someone wants to support you. So even if you're having a hard shift, please just remember that there are people that love you and want to take care of you and want to support you. I hope you have a wonderful shift and we will talk again soon. Bye!